Engaging presentations on the most urgent problem of our day and what you can do about it. Now, the End Abortion Podcast by Priests for Life. It was that same yearning for freedom that nearly 250 years ago gave birth to a special place called America. It was a small cluster of colonies caught between a great ocean and a vast wilderness. It was home to an incredible people with a revolutionary idea that they could rule themselves, that they could chart their own destiny, and that together they could light up the entire world. Ah, yes, the voice of the 45th and 47th president of the United States, Donald J. Trump. It's always good to hear uh, that intro, brothers and sisters. And, you know, I don't know about you, but I'm increasingly distressed over those of our fellow citizens who have lived through. They have been privileged to live through the greatest presidency in, in American history, and some of them are blinded to it. It was right in front of their eyes. It still is right in front of their eyes and they don't even see it. Well, in any case, I'm sure many of you share that distress. I'm Father Frank Pavone, National Director of Priests for Life. This is Praying for America. We're going to pray for those fellow citizens. We're going to pray for the removal of that blindness. We're going to pray for President Trump and his team. Did you see the rallies this weekend? There were two of them. It was a doubleheader weekend and uh, certainly got all of us fired up who were able to either be there or watch it, uh, watch it from afar. And uh, it was uh, uh, Friday night, uh, rather Saturday night and Sunday night, uh, first in Nevada and then in Arizona. Two really great rallies. The speeches, I think, were as good as they've ever been. And uh, wow, if you didn't see them yet, please do yourself a big favor and anyone else that you can get to gather around you and watch with you and take a look at them now. Obviously, those of you that are watching on Right Side Broadcasting Network, uh, you know that RSBN has these rallies uh, archived. And likewise, on our special website at Priests for Life called PresidentTrumpRallies.com, you can see uh, the all the past rallies and uh, the ones of these last two nights were, as I say, particularly good. And you know, every rally, he comes closer and closer to announcing his uh, run for the presidency. I mean, anybody to ask you, oh, is he going to run? Is he going to run? Yeah, he's going to run. So the key right now to be thinking of, the more important thing to be talking about is how do we make sure that he wins? Uh, but as he says, the focus now has got to be on these midterm elections, just uh what is it, 29 days or so away. Uh, and we got to win big in these midterms. That'll pave the way in more ways than one for the 2024 race. And, uh, uh, but, but, but yes, uh, you know, he says at these rallies, uh, uh, you know, I, I, I ran once, I ran again, and now we just may have to do it again. And then he says, you'll be hearing very soon I'm sure you'll be very happy. So, I mean, he's all but saying it, uh, but there are particular and, and 
varied considerations to be made as far as when you make it official. There are campaign finance laws that kick in once you've made an official announcement and so on and so forth. So there's good reasons why he hasn't made it uh, official announcement yet. But I don't think there's any doubt that uh, when he says things like, we may have to do it again, you're going to hear very soon, you'll be very happy. Uh, there's no question as far as what he intends to do. And there's no question that he continues to be the front runner in all of this, as you well know. Let, let's go to Ezekiel. Uh, a lot of things to share with you tonight about some encouraging statistics as we look at the, the mood of the voters. Uh, and also, I want to go go into some things he said in these rallies the last, last two nights, uh, particularly about the document hoax, the document hoax, the way that he's been mistreated by the increasingly weaponized FBI and DOJ. FBI knocks at your door. Don't talk to them. Don't talk to them. You got a warrant? Have a nice day. Bye now. Don't talk to them. You're not required to explain to the FBI or any other law enforcement your political beliefs, your ideological views, your religious or pro-life views. You're not, you're not obliged in any way, shape, or form to explain or justify your politics to law enforcement. Simple as that. Many people who have indeed gone ahead and just talked and talked to these people uh, have ended up having that information used against them. We're not going to tolerate that, that garbage. Let's go to Ezekiel 33, uh, starting in verse 7. We read, Son of man, I have made you a watchman for the house of Israel. So hear the word I speak and give them warning from me. When I say to the wicked, O wicked man, you will surely die, and you do not speak out to dissuade him from his ways, that wicked man will die for his sin, and I will hold you accountable for his blood. But if you do warn the wicked man to turn from his ways, and he does not do so, he will die for his sin, but you will have saved yourself. Let us pray. Father, we... We thank and praise you that we have watchmen for the house of Israel and that we have watchmen for America. You have raised up President Trump as a watchman for America. He indeed articulates what makes this country great, what will make it great again, the dangers that we face and the opportunities that we have, the victories we can win, the direction we need to go, and the way we need to vote. He is a watchman for the House of America, speaking clearly and showing not just by words but by actions what the right way is for our country in accordance with the vision of our founders, in accordance with the very meaning of freedom. We thank you for the watchmen that you have put in our midst. Lord God, he is more than a president. He is a guardian of the greatness of America and all the team that you have assembled around him, all the people in this great MAGA movement. We thank you, Lord, for the work that we are doing to be watchmen for the house of Israel, bearing witness to your kingship, bearing witness to your gospel, bearing witness to the sanctity of life, bearing witness 
to the meaning of freedom. We thank you, Lord, and we ask that we continue to be vigorous and vocal watchmen for America and for the kingdom of God. We ask this through Christ Jesus, our Lord. Amen. Well, you know, one of the things, too, that uh, consistent with my mission that, pre that um, President Trump has been saying in these rallies the last two nights, he's been speaking more than usual about abortion. And, you know, the Democrats are trying to grab onto this issue because they think that it's going to rally their base. But, yeah, it's not really working. Yeah, it's, you know, inching the issue up a little bit in the awareness of Democrat voters. But it's not really helping them. It's certainly not overcoming, as we will look in a moment at some numbers, the concern of the voters over things where the Democrats are failing miserably. But the also the other side part of the problem they have, and President Trump is exploiting this very well in his addresses these last two nights, is that they are so extreme. Even if you are going to focus on this issue, and uh, uh, even if more voters than currently do would put abortion in a in a in a priority in their in their hierarchy of issues, the Democrats' position itself doesn't help them. Because the American people are not in favor of unrestricted late-term abortion. And yet that's exactly what the Democrats want. You read their platform and look at their behavior. Look at the, the measure they voted on twice in Congress to eliminate any restrictions, to eliminate any limitations. Are you in favor of the legality of an abortion in the 30th week of pregnancy, healthy baby, healthy mother? They are. And that's what would be imposed on our nation if they were in the majority. So... But he's been mentioning it, and that's and that's a and that's a good sign. Um, on the matter of gasoline, you know the the strategic reserve that we have in our country, it's the strategic petroleum reserve, is now thanks to the Biden administration at a forty-year low. A forty-year low. This is not good. This is not wise. That reserve is not meant to solve somebody's political problems. And um, people are going to experience now, just in time for the midterm elections, a continued increase in the price of gasoline. And, and that's one of the reasons why, again, these radical positions that the Democrats try to take are not overcoming, I don't think they're capable of overcoming, uh, the real-life problem that voters find right in their path when they try to fill up the, uh, the tank. The FBI, we have a weaponized uh, FBI, and I am uh, increasingly disturbed when we see day by day various pro-life activists being rounded up uh, by the FBI, innocent, peace-loving people. I've talked to you about this before. I just want to add to my reflections tonight that we do see some whistleblowers coming forward. And, for example, Kyle Serafin coming forward and talking about having worked in the FBI, their front-row seat to the, the bias, the representation, the the. Uh, the politicization, I should say, uh, of this agency. Uh, and there, there are a number of these whistleblowers, and we want more of them to come out. You know, if you're a worker for one of these agencies, you can't give anybody in authority carte blanche to order you to do whatever it is that they want you to do. You can't do that. You can't say, oh, I'm going to obey whatever orders I receive. 
no matter how inappropriate they are, no matter how unprecedented they are, no matter how unfair or unconstitutional they may be. You can't do that. You can't say, you know, people, part of human dignity is that we always retain our own conscience and our own freedom of judgment to say, before I carry out an action, I'm going to evaluate, is this the right thing to do or the wrong thing to do? And if, if, if my conscience tells me it's the wrong thing to do, even if I'm in a situation where I'm under orders, that can never be absolute. That can never be an absolute obligation. The only person under whose orders we live to whom we can say, I'm giving you an absolute unconditional yes to anything you may ask me to do is God himself. Jesus Christ, no other person, no person in government, no person in the church, no person in the FBI, the system of the Department of Justice, nobody, no human being can demand our absolute uh, authority. So God bless these whistleblowers. They're making it very clear that there is uh, too much politics dictating uh, what the uh, FBI is doing, whom they're investigating, how they're rounding them up. And, of course, not to mention the unconstitutional raid on President Trump's home and the absolutely lopsided way that he's being treated in comparison on the very same issues with past presidents. And let me jump right into this. Let me go over to the whiteboard here because this is something he talked about the last two nights in his rallies, he looked at the former presidents. Now, I'm going to put two things here. We've talked a little bit about this before, but it always helps to review it. The Presidential Records Act controls the question of, you know, what happens to the documents? Somebody is president. A lot of documents are going across their desk. A lot of documents are under their control. Some of them classified, some of them unclassified. What happens when the president leaves office? All right, there's a Presidential Records Act, but there are no criminal provisions in it. Presidents have all the time they need and there are always discussions and negotiations between the president himself and the government as far as where certain documents will be. And the president personally has full discretion as far as what documents will, first of all, what documents will be classified remain classified or be unclassified, declassified. And what does he want to consider as his personal property? What does he need or what does he not need? It's up to him. And, and President Trump has being treated and the goons out there who do not reverence this man the way that they should reverence this presidency that he uh, uh, served us under and, and, and accomplished so much for our country, the goons out there who have no respect for this man or his accomplishments speak as if none of this is true. Hey, congratulations, goons. You rewrote the presidential records. I didn't know that a citizen could do that. It's just amazing. The power that you have is just incredible. 
Hey, listen, everybody, we should really all be in awe about this. How these ignorant citizens, I mean, they're really fools, they come along and they say, I'm so saying, none of this matters. They're ignorant of the law. They're ignorant of history. They don't care. They don't care. They absolutely don't care. And that's why nothing they say should 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 uh, be of any uh, should be of any import to anybody. You probably have some of them in your own circle of uh, people, right? You got to listen to their garbage. You got to listen to their nonsense. It's the kind of people I talked to you about at the outset of the program. They, as we, have lived through the most consequential, the most successful the most historically significant presidency of our history and they didn't see it they lived through it it was on the news every day it was right in front of their nose they could smell it and they missed it archbishop fulton sheen Famous Catholic archbishop, broadcaster. You know what he used to say? He said, the greatest tragedy of life is not what we suffer. You know, everybody suffers something. We suffer losses. We suffer different pains and disappointments and persecutions. He says, the tragedy of life is not what we suffer. The tragedy of life is what we miss. What we miss. Some people have missed the greatest presidency of our history, they lived through it. Oh my goodness. How are they going to explain that to their grandchildren? How are they going to explain this to their grandchildren? You missed it? Didn't you live through that? You missed it? Did you forget? Were you on some kind of drugs that erased your memory? Were you deaf and blind during those years? So let me get back to this. The president, presidential records. Okay, so what happens to documents? So again, president has full control, and any negotiations that have to be made, they can be made with as much time as they need between the president and the National Archives. And, and hey, listen, what, but they, 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 what, they, 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 what, what President Trump was doing was keeping these these uh, documents, whatever documents he had, under high security. You know, I've been to Mar-a-Lago a number of times. Okay, I, I don't know how many of you have been. I'm sure many, the uh, good number of you have been. Um, you can't just walk in there. You're greeted by Secret Service. You're greeted by people with some pretty big weapon. From first of all, some pretty big people holding some. Pretty big weapons. Can't just stroll on in to Mar-a-Lago. Oh, let me go to where, see where President Trump lives. It's under high security. You know, you know, it, it doesn't even matter. You know, we say these things, and you can say them to the people that 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 talk to you about it. You know what? Ultimately, it goes in one year and out the other. That's what scripture says. That's what scripture defines a fool. Yeah, that's why that's why Jesus said, do not throw your pearls before swine. Because the fool can be told the truth, can be enlightened about certain facts. These are not opinions, these are facts. 
And it like it goes over their head. It, it goes in one ear and out the other. But anyway, President Trump talked about Obama. Okay, so let's talk about Barack Hussein over here. In the rally, but I want to put a little spotlight on it. From when he left the White House, what also left was 20, 20 truckloads of documents. 33 million pages. And they ended up going to a badly built former furniture store outside of a really, really prestigious, secure, safe, wonderful city of Chicago. And notice I'm looking down when I say that. No offense to our friends in Chicago. But my goodness, what a disaster that city is. Okay, a former a furniture store. By the way, the church leadership there is also a disaster. Okay, let me go on record saying that. Former furniture store with no security. Where's the big guns? Where's the big people with the big guns and the Secret Service badges to guard? 33 million pages, some of which are classified. I don't know, the hypocrisy, you know, and it's not even hypocrisy, as some commentators point out. You know what it is? It's, 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 it's the arrogance of the people on the Democrat left-wing lunatic side of the aisle who think that they're just, you know, oh, we have the power, therefore we can do whatever we want. So we look at it and we say, oh, it's hypocrisy, it's a double standard, yeah. Yeah, you could say that, but, but ultimately it's just this, this, you know, I want to be like God kind of attitude sick. So Obama takes all these documents. Yeah, boy, no problem there. George W. Bush, 68 million pages. Doesn't know what that even looks like. I don't even know what that looks like. If you had 68 million pages in front of you, what would that look like? I, I have no idea. But it's a lot. Also, he lost 22 million White House emails. So President Bush, um, how many FBI agents raided your your house or wherever you have the documents? Uh, was a warehouse somewhere in Texas? Could you remind me how many how many uh, uh, FBI agents descended on that place? And oh oh oh, it didn't happen. Oh, that's right. It was silly me. Silly me. It didn't happen. 68 million pages. Why? Because things were done the way they're supposed to be done, brothers and sisters. With common sense. With respect. Bill Clinton. Okay. A former car dealership in Arkansas. Oh, yeah, that's right, because every car every former car dealership in America, not just Arkansas, has a whole host of Secret Service agents carefully guarding the documents in there that, God forbid, they get into the hands of the wrong kind of people. Oh, yeah. How about the classified recordings that he had in his socks? I'm not making this up if this is the first time you're hearing it classified tape recordings that Clinton put in his socks when he left the White House. 
you know, this this went to court. Our friends at Judicial Watch took this to court and um, federal court ruled that, you know what, it's up to the president. What he want to take, what he wants to take with him, what he, what he wants to consider personal property and uh, whether it's classified or not, well, that's up to him too. President Bush 41. Again, millions of pages of documents with no secret service, broken front door lock at a place which is a combined bowling alley and Chinese restaurant. I, there were probably some shelves, you know, where they kept the soy sauce and they put the classified documents next to the soy sauce. Maybe some of them got stained with that particular sauce. No problem. No FBI raids here. No question. No, even not even any question. How many of you even heard of this? Nobody's talking about these things. Nobody's even talking about it. We don't even know. We didn't even know these things until till, uh, President Trump mentioned the, the, all, these do all this documentation. And yet we know that it happens. We know that it happens regularly. That when a president leaves the White House, he decides what he's going to take. He decides if it's going to remain classified or not. And full discretion is given to him. And by the way, presidents keep their security clearance till they die. So they have top security clearance the whole life. Look at whatever documents they want to look at. You know, let me sit down over here again. You know, brothers and sisters, the, 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 the bottom line here is that we have an unbiblical, we have an immoral, we have an irrational, lopsided mistreatment of a former president going on here that no matter how you want to compare it to history, anything that has happened before, how other presidents have been treated, how people on the other side of the aisle who do the same kinds of things are treated or are not treated, we have here a completely lopsided treatment, mistreatment of somebody who has done more for America than any other president. We want to pray about this because this impacts where we're going in the future. This is the person who has the greatest support right now to be the next president and who I suspect shortly after the midterm elections will announce his intentions to do exactly that. Once that happens, you can be sure, as if it hasn't broken loose already, all hell will break loose, and the battle will be engaged. We need to be ready for it. We need to be ready to gain victories now, and we need to be ready to do the work that needs to be done to win not only 2022, but 2024. Um, I'm going to wait till next show to give you some of these additional numbers, but just to say, recent Monmouth University polling showed an increase in favorability for the Republicans in the um, uh, opinion of voters. 47% of voters saying they would prefer Republican control of Congress at this point, with 44% of Democrats uh, Republicans have gained 4% in those particular numbers. Democrats have dropped 
in those particular numbers. Uh, the favorability continues to go in the right direction because, you know, as I've pointed out before, Americans want a country that works, that works. So whatever their party affiliation, we, want, we don't want a dysfunctional America. We want an America that works and that works for us and for our families. And we need to be talking about the greatness of America. This is a point that comes out in these presidential rallies that President Trump has been doing. Let's talk about what American greatness means. Instead of talking about the things that the Democrats keep throwing up into the air, oh, what documents did President Trump keep at Mar-a-Lago? What concern is that of yours? And what crime is it that you think is being committed here? Because there is no crime connected with the keeping of these documents. There's none. No, but the ignoramuses around us want to continue. That's all they can do. They just want to continue kicking up dust so that people don't talk about the non-existence of the border, the drugs coming across it, the human trafficking happening there, the people dying by drowning or being kept in the back of trucks. Oh, yeah, we're concerned about the immigrants. No, you're not. Stop giving us this self-righteous, spiritually dressed garbage. How concerned they are. It's so sanctimonious and self-righteous. Some of these clergy, some of these leaders are so sanctimonious about, oh, the immigrants, the immigrants, the immigrants. Oh, you mean the ones that are that are that are dying inside the trucks and drowning in the in the rivers? Are those the ones you're so sanctimoniously concerned about? Because the people that you helped to elect are signaling to them from you know how many different countries have sent people just across our border in the most disrespectful way possible, disrespectful to our nation and its laws and the responsibility of our nation to protect the people who are already here. With no respect for that, sending the signal to people who have come in from 140 different countries that, hey, come on in, guys, the gates are open. And because of the chaos that results from that, people are getting killed in these mass crossings over the border because they're not following the legal way that our country has set up by which our country can continue to welcome a million people a year. But no, throw respect for that out the window. Throw respect for that out the window so that you can have what amounts to a massive Democrat voter registration rally, because that's what's motivating these goons, and, and, just, and just don't have any care about the people who are dying in the process. Oh, but we care about them. They're the immigrants. They're our brothers and sisters. Yeah, don't give me that garbage anymore. Enough. The voters are sick of it. And you know who's sick of it among the voters? The Hispanic voters are sick of this. Sick of this, of this, this absolute disregard for anything that is that is moral or common sense. 
They don't go for it. Don't tag them as being automatically, you know, pro, oh, they're pro-open borders. They are not. They see perhaps better than any other community the chaos that this unleashes in their neighborhoods, among their people. We don't have time to go into this right now. Let's go into um, prayer and we'll continue these these. Uh, these reflections in our next uh, program. Lord, we, we ask you uh, to restore uh, to our nation a sense of uh, common decency, a common sense, a common respect, Lord, as we look at our former presidents and we, and we look at just the, the way that things are set up for the trans someone uh, who is serving in the White House to someone who then becomes a former president uh, Lord, we see the inconsistency here uh, to which uh, President Trump has been subjected. Uh, and we, we just, Lord, we ask that the blinders be removed from our people. Your people perish for lack of knowledge. Uh, we ask that the knowledge, that the understanding of how things really work uh, will, 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 will grow in this world. That people will see and understand what is really happening. Lord, we ask you uh, furthermore that uh, the voters will continue uh, to be enlightened about uh, the issues and that what is concerning them, they may realize they have an opportunity to change. We have an opportunity to put a roadblock against these open border policies in this election. We have an opportunity to put a roadblock to the, 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 the constant historically high inflation. We, 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 we have an opportunity, Lord, to change these things. So that those in the country who believe things are going in the wrong direction, Lord, instill in them new hope that at their fingertips are the levers of change. Lord, we ask you to protect the security of our elections. We ask you to bless all those that are working for election integrity. We ask you, Lord, to bless furthermore all those that are working for the protection of life. As President Trump has pointed out in these rallies, Peaceful pro-life activists are being arrested, while at the same time, those who have attacked pro-life pregnancy centers are not being sought, are not being found, and are not being held to account. Lord, again, we see the disparity. We see the outrageous, lopsided treatment of people who are simply trying to please you and do what is right and save lives and save America. Lord, for all these intentions which we combine with the intentions of uh, all our audience, all our fellow citizens, especially those in need for finances or health or wisdom, all the prayer intentions brought before us tonight, we lift them all up to you and we pray together the prayer that Jesus taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Well, friends, a lot more to say, a lot more to think and talk about, as I'm sure you're following from day to day. Let's keep connected. Let other people know about this program. Let's bring patriots and believers together so that we can rejoice in the common sense that we share. Because this battle, battle between left and right, 
Republican, Democrat. Yeah, it's a battle between good and evil. You know what it also is? It's a battle between common sense and insanity. Let's vote common sense in this election, and we will indeed go a long way in saving America. As President Trump reminds us, and did so again these last two nights, we belong to the greatest political movement in American history. Let no one make you think otherwise. And remember, we kneel only to God, not to government. This country doesn't belong to the radicals that are trying to destroy it. This country belongs to you. And the greatest days of America are yet to come. I'm Father Frank Pavone. Follow me on social media at FR Frank Pavone. That's FR Frank Pavone on all the major platforms. We'll see you on Truth Social. Make sure you get your account there. See you on Getter. Follow Right Side Broadcasting to RSB Network. And brothers and sisters, we will talk to you again tomorrow. God bless. This has been the End Abortion Podcast. To learn more, to help end abortion, and to connect with us on social media, visit endabortion.net.